This is a podcast from Rover. All right, let's uh, hop across the ditch now. Shane Bird, of course, former New Zealand farmer, now a life coach over in Sydney, regular on the program. He joins us. G'day, Shane. How are you? Very good, mate. How about yourself? You're not too bad. Have you guys caught up now with the daylight saving things, have you? We are. We're back on track. Yep, we're only two hours behind you again. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I'll, I will eventually get there and try to work that out. But anyway, we've got you, which is good. So um, I don't know if you've caught up with any of this, but obviously like the big story this week has been the fact that the government's proposing New Zealand to be this world-first champion of uh, pricing of agricultural emissions. Has it made any uh, headlines or anything like that over in, uh, in Australia? Well, I haven't seen anything, mate, but I'm sure it's probably popping up on some of the uh, some of the pages and stuff around here. But yeah, no, I haven't personally come across it. Yeah, it's causing, obviously, as you'd imagine, a bit of distress for people because a lot of uh, rural folk are saying, "Look, no, this is livelihood. This is family. This is uh, you know land that's been in families for generations and things like that." It's um, it's becoming quite distressing for people, as you can probably appreciate. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I mean, I'd imagine with it coming out the way that it has, the way that you've described it, and I would say there's a lot of uncertainty around it. Like, what does this all mean? Yes. And what's the future look like? So, And people will be really panicking about that. And that's the thing, um, because, you know, there's a stat out that's saying, well, look, it could actually result in about 20% of sheep and beef farms basically being, uh, you know, repurposed for, like, pine plantations and things like that, 6% of dairy as well. So when you add it up, it's actually quite a hit to the uh, to the industry. Yeah, that would take a massive hit to the industry, wouldn't it? So, I mean, I guess what's I guess people are most worried about what their land class is going to be used for. Would that be a fair? Yeah, yeah. The, the, there's a bit of that for sure, um, and then there's just the whole idea that you know, not only that, but rural communities as well are going to suffer because it's not only just the farm itself and the people that own it and work on it, but it's all the you know the the servicing and that sort of stuff and and the towns, which are basically how those towns exist to a large degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So heaps of uncertainty, which basically means we just don't have enough information. I mean, people will go into a state of chaos and uncertainty in any situation, not just in the farming rural sector, in any part of life, Mm. where, you know, if I don't have enough information, I don't know what to do because the brain, the unconscious mind, wants direction. It wants direction and commands on what to do. And if you don't have the direction because you don't have enough information, then you can't give it a command. So then it goes into a state of chaos, which reduces all these things like, you know, anxiety and all that kind of stuff, overwhelm and all that stuff. So what do you do? I mean, the best thing is to probably gather all the information, get as much information as you can, and then start planning ahead of what the future would look like on your little block of land. Yeah, and so I guess would you advise in these instances, um, I'm not sure if this is advisable or not, but I mean, one way you could look at it is go, okay, well, what is the worst case scenario? I never really like looking at things like that, but in this instance, would you have to look at that and go, okay, if, you know, what does it look like if my town suddenly, you know, has a mass exodus of people, wide unemployment, uh, that sort of thing? I mean, you know, is, is that something that you could you could look at, planning for that worst case? Oh, absolutely. Like, if you, you've got to have an idea of if the worst was to happen, what would I do? Because that then is giving the mind something to to go towards. If in the you know unfortunate case it was the worst case scenario, it would already have direction on what it would look like. So then it would have an idea of how to handle that, rather than waiting for the worst to happen, waiting for the you know like I always talk about the floods and the droughts, waiting for it to get really bad and then go oh shit now what am I going to do? Mm. It's actually I'm I'm aware of what might happen and I'm prepared for it. 
So, you know, the flood and the drought, you'd have the hay and all that kind of stuff on hand. But in this scenario is, right, if the worst case was, you know, to happen, what would I do? How would I, you know, how would I transition my life to, to, to be able to live or function somewhere else if I had to move? Yeah, and a lot of people are actually thinking about that because, um, you know, there's a lot of people that come on the show talking about the fact that uh, they don't necessarily want to get out of farming, but it's becoming so hard and so punitive uh, that, you know, they can sort of maybe cash in and say, some instances and move to another place but a lot of people don't want to do that because what they're doing is they may be selling a farm that's been there for in the family for generations or they like that lifestyle they like the job they like the way that um, it's good for family life and things like that so there's that reconciliation as well in some cases that's going to have to be reckoned with yeah, and it's a, another great point, mate. Like, what we need to do is ask ourselves, for what purpose am I farming here? And a lot of time, and you, you, you probably nailed it on the head there, was is the lifestyle. It's sure, there's no doubt about it, it is the lifestyle. But then the question is, do I have to be in this location to live the lifestyle? Like, what's the deeper purpose of living my life the way that I am? Well, for most farmers, is to provide that family lifestyle, you know, living out in the country. It's bring up the kids on the farm and all that kind of stuff and just like the peace and quiet but do I have to be in this exact location or could I come to Australia where they're not going to have these laws? <laughs> yeah exactly well I tell you what the uh, immigration numbers are quite extraordinary at the moment for New Zealand or well, they're at least uh, up there in terms of people uh, in the big exodus. I might have to buy a bit, buy a bit of land and start employing some Kiwis to run it. Uh, yeah we're going to have to leave it there Shane as always I really appreciate your time thank you for listening everybody as well have a great weekend and of course don't don't forget to check out netspeed.net.nz. Mark and Leah next.